Hey there, and welcome to Something New Every Week with your host, me, Jason Group. Each week, I'm going to give you something new every week, or snooze for short, from our friends in the community. I think you'll find these conversations super informational as well as fun to listen to. Snooze are about what's new in my guest's photography world and how they're implementing it in their business, from pitching new clients to learning about products that are selling. Each guest will share what's hot in their business right now. This week's episode is sponsored by Miller's Lab. Miller's Professional Imaging is the largest professional lab organization in the United States. They provide professional prints and press products for professional photographers in all 50 states and Canada. All right, here we go. Another episode of Something New Every Week. This week, I have Sean Brown with me as well as special guest Jen Lewis. Um, who's been on a lot of um, things with me lately. She has been uh, basically hours and hours of, of streaming broadcasts and and <laughs> YouTube and Facebook Lives, and um, we've spent a lot of time with each other. But this, this, this episode is not about Jen, but I wanted her to join today because uh, she knows a lot more about senior the senior market than I do. And um, we, I've been wanting to have Sean on for a while. Uh, Sean is a, a high school senior portrait photographer based in in, in uh, just north of Portland in Vancouver, Washington, which is just on the other side of the Canadian border. It's a beautiful place in in, in Washington. And uh, say hello. Hey, thanks for having me on the podcast, Jason. And yeah. I'm actually in Vancouver, yeah, Washington, so south of the Canadian border. Right, right. Sorry. I'm too, I'm too, uh, I'm too mean to be a Canadian, as I say. My best friend <laughs> thought I was Canadian for like the first two months we met, and uh, he quickly found out that, yeah, I wasn't Canadian. <laughs> and and I've been in 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 Vancouver, Washington, once, and it. I always thought it was kind of a strange. Like there's two Vancouver's that are like right on top of each other. One's on the U.S. side, one's on the Canadian side, and I always kind of wondered how confusing that was. Uh, extremely confusing to the <laughs> point that we need to literally have shirts made that it's Vancouver, not BC; Washington, not DC. Because um, people think we're either at the East Coast or in the Canada. So we basically, yeah, we don't have a place in the U.S. Yeah, but uh, that being said, it is a beautiful place in the United States, and uh, definitely enjoyed my time there. So you are a high school senior photographer. And to, to be honest with you, I, uh, you know, most of the senior photographers that I've met have been based in the Midwest or the South. So I actually want to start there. And I just want to say that um, before we begin, I hope everyone's doing well out there. We are still, uh, as we come out of quarantine and the coronavirus and everything that's going on, all three of us, we hope that you're doing well. And I am desperately going to try and start steering these podcasts in a different direction. So when I said to Sean this morning, can we focus on something other than the coronavirus? He said, yes, I would love to do that. So we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to start there. And I just, you know, just want to start by saying, uh, you know, uh, you know, I hope everyone's doing well and, and we're not ignoring the coronavirus. We're just ready to, the three of us as a whole are ready to uh, focus on business. So let's get to that. So my question is, it's been interesting. I haven't met a lot of uh, high school senior photographers who uh, are in, di in a different, in that part of the country. So talk to me a little bit about, uh, about that. 
That's yeah, that's a fantastic question. So one of the things that's so interesting is a lot, like you said, a lot of those senior photographers are in the Midwest or in the South, just because um, a lot of the culture, I think, in the South behind pageantry, a lot more sorority, kind of really big down there. So they need photos mm-hmm. for bid day and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And in the West Coast, we just it's a completely different mindset around that. Like sororities aren't that big. Mm. We don't really have a lot of pageantry. Um, the first girl that I actually had for pageant coincidentally won Miss America's Outstanding Teen, but that's like a shot in the dark. So it like <laughs> never happens usually. So it's very far and few between for pageant girls from Washington. And it does change the dynamics of the senior market in a little in a few ways, in my opinion. So hmm. it's not as big. It's it's something that you on the West Coast have to work at a little bit harder. You have to create a market for yourself more than you might in the South or the the Midwest, simply right. because, you know, um, me, myself and a couple of my colleagues, we're kind of the, the bigger senior photographers by either volume or price in the entire West Coast, simply because it's a harder market to get into because you're not, you know, people aren't necessarily needing, they don't have that desire to maybe do a whole bunch of senior portraits. And then you go into the other things like house sizes where it's harder to sell wall art as Jen knows, you know, mm. she can sell wall art much more easily than we can on the West coast simply because right. of how our houses homes are designed. And so, yeah, it's a really interesting couple different dynamics playing into the senior market. And I think that we're maybe seeing it kind of on the uptick okay. in terms of people that are buying into it now, um, at least in my area and a couple others, simply because, the market has now been established a little bit longer than, you know, even seven years ago when we saw the shift from studio models to more on location models where a lot of people are like, no, we want to go out on location for photos. So I think we we might be seeing, I'm hoping that we're kind of on the uptick of things in specific areas on the West coast. Right on. Uh, and, and high school seniors is all you do, correct? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Well, by revenue yeah and then i shoot sports on the side but seniors is like the bread and butter and that's what i put almost all of my effort into right right yeah and i saw on your website that you like to shoot some sports we'll get to that at the end uh i'm a big sports fan so uh definitely want to get your we'll we'll get into uh what your predictions are for football this year but we'll 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 get to that uh in the end so uh as as a high school senior photographer now we're coming out of this and uh, you're focusing on your sessions and getting out there and shooting again uh what 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 trends are we seeing for this year that you you'd want to talk about yeah, well, I think, um, you know, I, I'm going to be the first to say I'm not the best at styling or mm-hmm. coming up with like these creative concept shoots. But one of the trends that I see is a need and want for Gen Z individuals, which is basically the senior market right now, mm-hmm. to want to be able to create with you and to want to be a part of the experience and connect with you more on a personal level than ever before. And so that's, I think, the trend that you're going to see, not just this year, but playing forward for the next 10 years to come, really. Wow. that's So you're seeing a lot more of that they want to collaborate and talk about what you're doing. And one of the things that I I popped on your website today was that you there was a pop-up banner that came up that discussed, uh, it was like a style guide that you have to give away. And I thought that that was... Really interesting because, you know, I was thinking to myself, like, do we have to tell a high school senior what to wear? And I mean, you know, 
given their age too, uh, you know, I'm sure there's some insecurities that come into play. And, and I know that you're, you're also doing what we'll, we'll get into something else that I know that you're doing as well. But I thought that that was really smart, the style guide that you created. And I, you know, wanted to ask you about that a little bit. Yeah, so that is I'm I'm huge on email marketing and have been for really on a senior level the last couple years. Mm-hmm. And it's been actually and one of the I guess a little backstory of why I've dove into email marketing a little bit more was really in the last couple of years we really saw the Instagram algorithm and social algorithms as a whole with especially Snapchat as well. Mm-hmm really take away almost all of the reach from <laughs> businesses and creators. So I'm sure everyone watching is like, yeah, I get like 10 yeah, likes right. now and I used to get a hundred or whatever it is. And so one of the things is I said, okay, I need to set up some sort of system that I know I can get to them no matter what. And as photographers, what we have to do is solve pain points and solve mm. issues. And so one of the pain points is a lot of these individuals coming into their senior sessions have no flipping clue what to wear, or they want to bring me, I am a person who likes color and they want to bring me all white tops and jeans. And I was like, can we like shoot something with like a little bit of like red in it or something like that? And so what I wanted to do was prep them even before they get into a session with me, even before they get into the the kind of my client workflow of, okay, here's what we need to be doing. Uh, Here's where to shop. Here's what to do with your outfits. So accessories, variety, color, all of these concepts that as seniors, they are like, oh, this is a really cute top. And it right. might be a really cute top, but it might not translate well on the camera. Hmm. And what we need to do is, as photographers and experts in our field is guide them in a way that ultimately they're going to have the best session okay. because that's our goal. We want them to look great in their photos because they're going to feel better about themselves. And that's also going to make our job easier and make sure that they're adhering to what we can create from more of a creative side a little bit better and easier. Okay. Yeah. And you know, uh, you know, when I used to shoot, uh, I used to have a little PDF that I used to give to my wedding clients for their engagement sessions. Um, I do think that adults actually need a lot, a lot of help with the dressing, but you wouldn't expect that so much from a high school senior. So that's, that's interesting to know. And I know that you spent a lot of time on, you know, creating ways to market to your audience. And that's a big specialty of yours. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, marketing is such a, a beast to tackle. Um, <laughs> but one of the biggest concepts that I really dove into several years back is every piece of content that I create essentially falls into three categories. Mm-hmm. And so you can kind of boil content. And uh, when I say content, this is an Instagram post. It can be a video. It, pretty much anything that you put out that is audio, written, Uh, video, anything like that, that's kind of content. And so what I said is, okay, it falls into these three categories. And that's entertainment, Mm -hmm. education, and communication. And so what you have to do is you have to be intentional with almost every single piece of content you put out has to hit one or two of those marks. So um, a couple years back, I saw a really big need for not only just education about who I am. So a lot of content is now focused on getting that, you know, having them get to know me Mm -hmm. and a lot of it on communication based on me just even wanting to connect with the seniors because people these days, you know, this day and age, the average Gen Z individual needs to see a brand seven times Mm. before they choose to invest in them. 
So not only do we need to be showing up, but we also need to be getting to know them along the way. Right. And then the last kind of that uh, entertainment aspect is really just, you know, sneak peeks or anything that they are going to that will brighten their feed in some way that will bring them some sort of value. And so as a whole, my marketing approach has really shifted into, okay, what does this generation need? Mm -hmm. And a lot of that has fallen into uh, video. It's also okay. fallen into, you know, how do we diversify, say, our social media presence on Instagram, where we're not just posting the same thing, but we're actually hitting that education and that communication as well as that entertainment okay. kind of pillar. And then the last is a personal brand. And that was kind of a subset to both of how can you really play on on video a lot more um mm -hmm. talked about email marketing how can you do that in email and then a lot of that instagram diversification and making sure you're putting out content that they want to see gotcha uh so I, i'm curious about the email communication uh you know and and emailing high school seniors and you know how 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 you go about that? I mean, honestly, I don't know anything about it. So I'm just curious, like how you build a funnel around that. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's definitely something that takes a little bit of time. Uh -huh. But the biggest thing that you have to do is they want to get to know you. And, okay. you know, while we might say, oh, seniors aren't, aren't on email, at the end of the day, you can bet that they're probably subscribed to their favorite brand. So they're probably getting emails from uh, is it, who has the lip kit? Kylie Jenner, Kendall Jenner, or whatever one. They're probably on Kendall Jenner or Kylie Jenner's email list. They're probably on free people's email list. So they're they're on email. Okay. And and at the end of the day, while they might not be on it, checking it as religiously as we are as business people or as uh -huh. adults, they're going to see those emails because they're ending up in their inbox. And right. one of the things with email marketing is it's less about selling and more about what value you can provide to them and how you can get to know them prior to them even being ready to book their session. And so it's kind of almost like um, a holding pattern where before they're ready to land, before they're ready to book their session, they're still checking out where the runways are. They still are mm -hmm. trying to you know, triangulate their plane to get to the right direction. But what they want to do is they want to make sure that they're picking the right run runway. They want to make sure that they're picking the right senior photographer. And so what we can do with email marketing is we can say, okay, let's take our three to five differentiating factors. So three to five things that make us different. And then what can we do to make sure, do we lose Jason? No, I'm here. Sorry. Okay. I was like, sorry, my video goes out. Sorry. No, my you're all good. So there I, am. <laughs> I was like, well, maybe we need to hold up. <laughs> am I talking um, to nobody? <laughs> yeah. I was, well, I saw Jen on here for those who listen on the, or looking on YouTube. Um, and so what we can do is boil it down to those three to five differentiating factors mm. and form, you know, even a three to five step email sequence that gets them accustomed with our brand and telling them a little bit about why we're different mm. before we might ultimately pitch them for a senior team application submission or to book a session, um, send out like a 24 hour booking special, uh, et cetera. Mm. So tons of different purpose around email, but it's really important that in this day and age when Instagram organic reach is not what it used to be. Not everyone's seeing your posts. Right. And so email is a really great way to make sure that you're at least getting in front of your audience who is interested and wants to be a part of your experience potentially down the road. Well, that makes, I mean, just another dart at the board, right? So, so spreading your reach out there. 
Tell me about your senior teams. I always like to get an idea of like, you know, how much you like to shoot, how many clients are you taking a year? Give me an idea of, of, talk to me about how you build your senior team. Yeah. So the senior team uh, really started as a way in the beginning for me to grow my brand record, my brand reach and brand awareness mm-hmm. in my area. And I think, you know, if you're a senior photographer, a photographer listening who is wanting to get into seniors, the absolute number one best thing you can do is create some sort of senior team or senior rep program mm-hmm. because it's basically influencer marketing on steroids is kind of what I like to say, right. where this day and age, you know, influencer marketing is the number one thing that brands can be doing yeah. to help spread their awareness. So it really started as that, but it's turned into a lot more. And uh-huh. now what it is, it's it's much more focused on the team. And so a couple of years back, it went from, I think I called it like the senior rep team or senior rep, something like that. Right. And I dropped rep and basically just made it the team aspect. Okay. Because nowadays it's so focused on connection and them getting to know individuals where it's so cool that, um, you know, a couple of years back, one of my seniors who's a dancer about 45 minutes north from me. Mm-hmm. And then one of my seniors on the team who was a track and field athlete about 40 minutes east of me. So they're about an hour and a half apart. Mm. And they became best friends and they were in social circles that they never otherwise would have crossed and connected. Oh, cool. And so it's really cool to bring those individuals together, those like-minded individuals who are engaged in their communities, who care about extracurriculars, who want to be a part of something a little bit different than senior photos and bringing them together into a team that they can then form those connections and take away where, you know, they might be going to college together next year, or they have a lifelong friend Mm -hmm. that whenever they come back here for, you know, after school, after college or for spring breaks and summer breaks or all that stuff, they have someone to connect with. So it started out as a little bit of a marketing thing, but it's turned into something that really reflects positively on my brand ultimately because you are creating these connections and that's what they're taking away from the team Um, and then in terms of volume i usually photograph about 40 to 45 seniors a year 45 is like that's what i did a couple years back and decided to cut down because i drove myself crazy where (laughs) in washington they say summer starts july 5th for us and then we're basically wrapped shooting in october so you do the math it's a very short shooting season yeah i think if i did anything over 45 i'd yeah, I would probably not be here right now. And I'd be like picking up a farming job or something like that. Um, get away from people. But yeah, 45 is kind of that ma- or 40 is probably that magic number. So my senior okay. team this year is going to make up about half of my clients. Gotcha. Okay. And I know that you also I wanted to back around too on uh, the project beauty that that you're also involved in, uh, which is I'm sure part of your not really your marketing efforts, but it's something that you do to, you know, help with, you know, teens that age. So tell me about, so the Project Beauty was started by Thomas, Thomas Wynn, right? Yeah. And uh, a lot of people have kind of adopted his model. uh, And I really liked what you do. So for those of you who didn't listen to Thomas's, which I'm sure all of you did, so we'll just repeat it again. But for those of you who didn't (laughs) listen to Thomas's episode, tell us about Project Beauty. Yeah. So Thomas is a really good friend of mine. And he came to me with this idea. It was like 2017, I think, is when we first um, when he first dove into it. And then he invited my senior team to do it. He was basically like, hey, dude, you need to do this with your girls. Like what we're basically doing is this no makeup shoot. We're doing no retouching. Mm. 
like no editing whatsoever basically mm-hmm. i mean we might do a little bit of you know exposure and contrast and dodge and burn and stuff like that just to bring out some of the shadows and emotion and all that stuff but like as a whole we're not we're not really touching these images converting to black and white and the reactions that these girls have mm-hmm. is incredible mm-hmm. where we're, he's like i'm seeing individuals who were struggling with eating disorders open up mm-hmm. i'm struggling with individuals who may have been on the brink of wanting to end it and them seeing beauty in themselves all of a sudden and not having to fit into a certain way. And so really wow. what I did is I said, I need to be, I want to be a part of this. I need sure. to. And with my team, it was so, there was so much pushback at first because <sighs> you tell a teenage girl, Hey, I want to not only photograph you, but I also want you to wear no makeup Oh, and by the way, I'm not going to retouch your photos. And you can say that they're probably not going to be super thrilled with it. And so I did the first shoot, and it it actually has become their favorite shoot every single year. That's and amazing. you see those emotions. It's it's more, it's, you know, it's not done um, really as a way to promote my brand in any way. It's done yeah. more as just a way to tie back into the why of why I started. Like my why mm-hmm. is I want to make sure that I'm, I want to build self-confidence and empower whoever I work with. Mm-hmm. And this just goes back to that why it's, this is the number one way. I mean, after the shoot, you come in feeling vulnerable. You feel kind of like you don't really want to put yourself out there and mm-hmm. much less have it posted on social media for all your friends to see. And then they get out of the shoot and they say, wow, I feel like so much more confident. I Mm. feel self-empowered. I realize that I don't need to look a certain way. I don't Mm. need to, you know, that thing that I'm self-conscious about isn't actually that big of a thing that I need to worry about. And so Thomas with this project, I think really hit the nail on the head for what these girls need in society right now, these young women, where they are at a vulnerable stage where they see so, you know, they're inundated on so on social media by these images of having to look a certain way, having to, you know, wear certain clothes, fit a certain stereotype right. or whatever it is. And really it's all about breaking down those boundaries and showing them that it doesn't matter what you look like or if you fit a certain group or stereotype or anything like that. At the end of the day, it's about you mm. and it's about what you bring your unique characteristics, mm. your unique qualities in life that ultimately is what we care about. And so it's been a really cool project that I'm super grateful that he asked me to be a part of three years ago. And I think, you know, now um, dozens or probably even maybe even close to 100 photographers from throughout the nation have wow. done some sort of version of Project Beauty, um, which has been really awesome and cool to see. That is, that's amazing. I didn't realize it was that many people that have, that have done it. We'll put a link to um, Sean's images as well as other things but we'll we'll share that with you and i believe it has uh, some information about how to how to get involved as well yeah Um, we've um i can shoot you a link thomas actually put together a facebook group too for specifically for project of teaching people how to do it so i think there's a pdf guideline in there for even like how do you frame it? How do you approach it? So I can send you the link for that if you want to throw that in there. Nice. Thanks. And, and we'll, we'll definitely do that. So uh, I, this is flying by. We're already about 20 minutes in. Jen, um, I'm going to let you take over here a little bit with some questions as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, I definitely want the PDF on Project Beauty. I remember I was in on the podcast when we interviewed Thomas um, 
for his podcast a while back and uh, I've been wanting to do it since then. And of course we've been sort of shut down. <laughs> so I haven't got an <laughs> opportunity yet, but I'm excited uh, about, about, you know, introducing my girls to that. Um, so I'm curious, uh, you know, you and I always joke about um, age and things like that, but I feel like you have a huge advantage photographing teenagers because you're a lot closer to their age than I am. So um, do you feel like that gives you a leg up? Like, I feel like you're more in touch with like, you know, what's in and it's easier. I mean, not that I can't research, but I feel like you're a lot closer to that. And maybe they relate with you more because you're younger and things like that. Talk to me about that. And like, if you feel like that's an advantage for you. Honestly, I think so much more has to do with your personality. I really do. Mm. So I think a prime example. So um, my friend Tara Rochelle down in LA, her and I, like when we're together, are like two goofballs, like just absolutely like no work gets done. <laughs> and we're, we're basically like five-year-olds. And <laughs> She is one of those people that I've seen that connects with seniors like none other. She just gets them. She's goofy. She just puts herself out there because that's her personality. Like she just wants to be goofy. And, um, you know, if she kind of wants to like, um, I don't know what, what the word is, it kind of razz them a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like she'll do that mm -hmm. and she'll um, she just puts herself out there. And so I think as a photographer, what they're looking for is just someone that they can connect with and that they want to ultimately know is going to be fun to work with and put them at ease in front of the camera. And so I don't know, you know, it, we can kind of go back into the age thing in a second, but I think so much of it is your personality. Like if you can do that, mm. you're going to be a, a successful photographer. So I see senior photographers that are all different age spectrums who run highly successful businesses. Mm -hmm. And so I think so much of it is just, you have to go out there and if you're self-conscious about your about yourself as a photographer, your clients are going to be also. So you need to just set up and be, basically be like, hey, here it is. I think, you know, if you have a big personality, it helps. But if you're more introverted, that's okay too. But when it comes to age, I actually thought age was a really a big hindrance in the very beginning hmm. because hmm. all of a sudden I realized I knew what I needed my pricing to be. I knew what I needed to sell and with the experience I needed to create it. And now all of a sudden you're telling me that you want to pay a 20, uh, you know, 19, 20 year old, two grand to photograph your senior photos. <laughs> who's still in college right now, <laughs> by the way, like you're out of your mind. And so I actually think it was really tough in the beginning. And, um, part of the way that I really knew that I needed to kind of fix that was by building my credibility in some way. Mm. Because I figured out that if, even if you're young, but you can build credibility in some way, whether it's being published somewhere, being featured somewhere, some sort of accolade that is not given to yourself by you, you know, mm. some reputable publication or something like that, you're much more likely to be able to kind of convince them that it's worth it. And so that's one of the things I did in the beginning. So I actually think that age actually played kind of a detrimental role in the beginning where it took me a couple years to really get the ball rolling because of the age. Um, and I still get asked, you know, even when people show up to their session, they're like, how, how old are you? And um, so it's definitely a question that still comes up. But I think so much more is about your personality. And ultimately, those people, they don't know my age, but they book me based on the experience and the personality I bring to the sessions. Yeah. And you have yeah. to, you have to exude that confidence in you, regardless of what you're introverted or extroverted. 
Um, believe it or not, there was a, there was a time when I shot weddings when I started, I started at 17 years old. I shot my first wedding. Wow. So I remember it was a long time ago. I remember the days when I would knock on the door, uh, at a bride's house and somebody would answer and they'd be like, is your dad coming? And I would be like, no, no, it's just me. I'm the guy. And it would usually take him about 10 minutes for, for them. They'd be like, and inevitably, they, someone would say, oh, you're pretty good at this. And I would be like, oh, thanks. So yeah, I, I, I could totally relate to that. And yes, your personality and putting those people at age. And, and I think that goes across the board with, with any uh, specialty within the photography industry is that you really do need to pick something that, that resonates within your personality. If you don't like um, teenagers, then you probably should not be a high school senior photographer. Uh, so th to that same, you know, if you don't like weddings, you shouldn't shoot weddings. And I know that sounds very simple, but believe it or not, I shot a lot. I had a lot of second photographers over the years who worked for me, who were great shooters, but they hated shooting weddings. And they used to do a good job. But at the end of the day, they would have never made it in business on their own, even if they were the best photographers in the world. And some of them were super talented people. So anyway, Jen, anything yeah. else? Um, yeah, I actually want to talk about your um, IGTV, like your video stuff that you do. I think that's mm. because you're talking about your personality and connecting with your clients. And you are amazing when I watch your, your uh, vlogs and things like that that you do. Um, can you talk a little bit about like what got that started? Because that's, I mean, I think that's a great way for you to be able to connect with those clients or potential clients who haven't met you yet. Yeah. Well, first off, thank you. Um, the, uh, the reason that I started with the whole vlogging thing was on a couple fronts. One of the first things that I did was when I was running focus groups and kind of talking to my previous, my, you know, people who had been clients of mine and their friends and one of the reasons I, I always, one of the questions I always ask is I always say, okay, was there like a particular reason of, you know, why you didn't inquire with me or why you didn't book with me? And one of the things that I kept hearing was, we just didn't know you enough. Hmm. We didn't know you well enough. And so what I said is I said, okay, well, I can put out all of the photos of me in the world. I can put out content about, you know, what are my likes and my interests and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, what they meant when they said we didn't know you well enough, it wasn't, you know, where I want to travel in life. It wasn't, you know, what's my favorite food? It was, can we feel comfortable when we're in front of the camera at a session with you? Mm. And so I said, okay, well, what is working now? Why are they so attracted to these big names like David Dobrik on YouTube? Like, what is it about David Dobrik that draws people in and what they wanted to do or what they, you know, what drew them in was a sense of connection where in YouTube and in Instagram, um, IGTV, it's now a very unique connection where you have a direct contact, a direct line to your viewers, which if you look at Hollywood 20 years ago, didn't happen. Mm -hmm. So basically these movie stars were just kind of a figment of people's imaginations. But now these Gen Zers, because they're so connected, they're, they want to see that connection. They want to be able to talk and, and DM and, you know, comment on their Instagram influencer or on the, these influencer posts. They are more attracted to these YouTubers and these uh, vloggers. And so I said, no, what the hell? Let's just throw it in. 
we'll see how it do- how it goes. And so I kind of did like a pilot program last year. So it's kind of like the pilot season of a TV show where you didn't know if The Office was going to take off after season one or not. And I didn't know if this was going to be a thing. I was like, this could very well flop. And it actually did the opposite. It took off mm. extremely well. People all of a sudden, the very first vlog came out and I literally had the senior text me and say, hey, I have my friend who I was saying would be perfect for the senior team next year. She just reached out to me and wants to be on the senior team next year. She saw the vlog and she needs to be a part of this experience. Mm. And I said, okay, I think we're on to something here. Mm. And so what I've done is basically figured out a way to mass produce as much video content as possible. Mm. And so this year or last year, I think I did about, uh, I think it was like 19 vlogs all on my, my own dime basically saying, you know, let's just try this out. This is my marketing dollars at work. If it, you know, even if it books two seniors, it paid off basically. Mm. Um, or even one senior it paid up for, you know, pretty much everything. And then I said this year, I'm going to incentivize people to book early and I'll vlog their session. And I kind of built it into my senior team costs and said, you know, if you are part of the senior team, we'll vlog your session. And so it's kind of working on a couple fronts, but we also, at the beginning of this episode, went back to people create wanting to these Gen Zers wanting to create with you, mm. you know, be a part of your brand. And so the vlog is a great way to do that because they get their airtime, but they don't feel like they're, you know, at the front stage and center stage, they get to do it with you. It's a collaborative effort. And so now basically, you know, it goes on, on YouTube as my kind of that pillar content. So working to grow a brand there uh, slowly, but surely. And then IGTV is really um, a way to just repurpose the YouTube content, either mm-hmm. cut it down, drive yeah. people over to YouTube, or just put the content there. And now I'm actually super grateful I did this because now as we're kind of still locked down, I basically had 19, 20 vlogs to pull from to now repurpose into TikTok content, to repurpose into 15-second Instagram story clips. So it's been a whole, it's actually really helped in terms of how you can repurpose your content on multiple platforms. So it's kind of going into that mantra of, you know, work smarter, not harder. And you're basically creating that one piece of content that feeds into several different channels all at once. So it's been, um, it started as one purpose to get people to know me, and it's transformed into a lot more than that. Well, and I think it's really interesting that you were able to repurpose a lot of this content given, you know, what's gone on the last three months that we're not talking about. But, uh, <laughs> you know, to, to be able to, and I think that's a great lesson in general is to have, you know, the more content you create, the bigger the wheel becomes, the more that you're like, oh, I can use this over here, which leads me into my next question, which is, and then we're going to, I think we, we need to wrap up. We're at almost 35 minutes now, but I really want to hear about TikTok because that's, um, <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, you know, I, 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 I listen to Gary V every morning, Gary Vaynerchuk, if you're not familiar with him. And, you know, he does a lot of talking about it, says it's the future. And, and of course, here we are at another, social media platform that we need to master. Uh, I I still don't understand Snapchat, and I'm just going to admit that I'm old in that. And I, I give up. I give up on Snapchat. But TikTok is really cool. And I can see the possibilities of that. So I've been looking at that like, talk to me about what you're, what you're thinking with TikTok. Yeah, so um, TikTok, I really started pushing it in my marketing business. And when I mean pushing it, it's just 
my internal push to create more content on it. Mm-hmm. Um, probably back in around April of last year. And um, one of the, and I've been on, you know, the TikTok platform for four or five years now, basically ever since it was Musical.ly. So I think my first TikTok, TikTok goes back to like 2016 Musical.ly. Mm-hmm. Um, back when it was like, okay, this platform might, become something and when it was acquired a couple of years back by um the company that is now uh, you know the parent company of tiktok right and they kind of merged it really started popping off again in like april of this year and it was really interesting it was it was like probably back in it was one of my very first senior session or you know towards the beginning so it was probably like july and um in july it was almost like a weird mix of people's reactions to it where it was in between this is cool and it's really awkward if you're on it no matter what age (laughs) and it was a very interesting dynamic and i remember i had actually it was the individual who was vlogging my session um it was really kind of interesting he goes dude you have he's like tiktok he's like you have you have to be on it and i was like i i, I am i was like what why do you think i should be on it? he goes well, it's just, i think it's just like i think it's just gonna just gonna happen like it's just gonna <laughs> it's just gonna take off and so what i did is i was like okay you know what i'm gonna try tiktok we'll see how it goes um and so now a lot of it has been a big push into kind of a mix between behind the scenes and finished images and playing off trends and there's so many different creative variables that you can throw in and you basically it's like you know you take a whole platform that you have to learn and then let's also learn like 10 different trends all at the same time but Mm -hmm. but the trends change like every two weeks so yeah it's it's a it's a headache to produce content on but um at the end of the day it's uh been extremely powerful and i you know i think my i think the my friend who was helping to vlog my sessions was right because um he's at like six point something million followers on tiktok now and that was uh, so it was about, you know, 10 months ago is when he, Jeez. I was with him when he hurt, hit his first 3000 followers on a viral video. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a platform that the organic reach, um, not as good as it was, uh, a couple months back when I was sure. like, photographers, you need to be on TikTok. Yeah. Um, it just shows how quickly something can change, but it's a platform that I think you should have at least a foot into right now and understanding how to create content, how it works. Because if you aren't, you're just going to be, you know, left at the station when the train takes off and it's taken off right now. So, um, you know, play around with it, see how your brand fits into it. And you don't have to follow the trends. You don't have to dance. Like a lot of my best performing videos on it are just behind the scenes mm. uh, videos with like a viral song or a trending song at the time. So a lot of variables, but it's definitely a platform for the seniors. And I think even the wedding photographers, too, because um, I see a lot of wedding photographers that their content does extremely well on TikTok is something that you should absolutely be looking into. Okay. I am getting his face and dancing though. That's going to be a requirement for his TikTok because I'm pretty sure he would go viral. It would not be <laughs> it would not be renegade. just because of his <laughs> I apologize my video shut off my battery went down on the camera. I I'm, I think I've got I've got like four batteries for this camera and I think there's like one dud and that's the dud. So I got to fit. Now I know which one it is. Uh, and I don't know. It, we're wrapping up, so I'm not going to replace it. But, 
Uh, no, I don't see any dancing TikToks in my future, and that's just the way it's gonna, gonna be. But I, uh, we'll see, I, 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 I've been learning TikTok through my 13 year old daughter, and um, and it's and it's been interesting. And I've been trying to get her to do some stuff with me, and that's been proving difficult. But um, because you know I'm the least cool person on the entire planet. But um, it, it, it is an interesting platform, and I think we're gonna we're gonna wrap things up here, Sean. There is a lot more, and I think we're gonna have to have you back because I feel like we just I feel like we just started, and and there's a there's a lot to learn from you. And I know that you are um, somebody who teaches in our in our community a lot, uh, as as you know, you are also a coach on the group. Um, you do have, uh, you know, I think somebody who's getting into the game of becoming a high school senior photographer and wants to learn more about how to set up some systems and, you know, how to get a, a good marketing plan in place to set you up for success. Sean is the person to talk to. So we will put a link obviously to, to your coaching session. And, um, I would say, let's talk about, you know, any, um, you know, live events that you're going to be doing, but it sounds like we're on hold for that. <laughs> yeah. Unless there is something coming up, um, you know, uh, is, do you, do you have anything planned as far as like, what would be the next thing that you, we could come see you at? Maybe. Um, yeah, I'm hoping that it holds up. Um, I'll be at, speaking at TCPPA for their October session. Okay. Um, so That's I'm hoping that group. holds. Yeah. Super awesome. Super okay. stoked. Um, Nate Peterson is involved with that yes. awesome individual. It's a great group. Of um, and then, yeah, I think next would just be the push conference after that in November in Austin. So okay. um, Jen will be there too. So okay. you can come see the both of us, two, two, two birds with one stone. But yeah, that's you yeah. know that's it for this year, I think, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah, the November thing. I, I have family in Austin, so actually, if if it is happening, I might, I might, I might meet you guys there. So yeah, there you have it. So you know, maybe Sean in and and Jen in 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 Austin in in November. Uh, and, uh, we'll put links to everything and, you know, thank you for being on this, this episode of something new every week. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's super fun. And I appreciate you asking me to be on this and, you know, put up with myself for 40 minutes or however long. It's been. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's, I, like I said, the time, time flew by and, and, you know, Sean is, is a wealth of knowledge. So, um, if you have any questions and I've been saying at the end of all these broadcasts, uh, if you just need someone to talk to, I think that, you know, we're going into a time where we're all coming out of the coronavirus now, but, and getting back to our lives, but there's still very tough times ahead. Uh, many of us have not had any income for a long time and we've been getting by, but now we got to get out there and make some money. And, you know, Sean is one of those people who can help you with that. But, you know, I I've been saying to everyone, uh, if you need someone to talk to, uh, you, you, you're hurting and you need it, you know, f reach out to me, Jason at the group.com. You can reach out to Sean. You can reach out to Jen. We are here to help. And, um, once again, thank you for being on something new every week. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of something new every week. We hope you learned something new this week and want to once again, thank our sponsor Miller's lab. Make sure to check out the show notes for links to all the cool stuff we've talked about. And a quick reminder, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast by hitting that subscribe now button. See you next week on Something New Every Week.